Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to Comic Book Nation's Quick Save, our gaming-focused segment, where today me and my buddy Matthew Aguilar are once again doing a recap of Halo Season 2. This is the latest video game adaptation TV series, and we've been covering all things Season 2, and today is no different. We're here after the pivotal Episode 4, Battle of Reach, and the battle wasn't over, so we got to keep talking. So let's just, you know what, you know, no more preamble. Let me just get it out of the way. If you're just getting into Comic Book Nation, go subscribe to our feeds on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia. We're everywhere and listen to all our different segments. We got anime segments. We got gaming segments and our regular show every Friday. All right. Without further ado, Matt, we are now into Halo Episode 5. We've crossed the Rubicon. There's eight episodes this season. We're in the back half. Season uh, episode five was called Alaria, and uh, right off the bat, I think this episode we've had episodes that had like battle and drama, then drama, drama, then big battle, and this episode I think was like the most balanced in terms of like battle thrills and drama that took place. Um, stick around because uh, I believe we have a special guest at the end of the show, right, Matt? Yeah, we're going to be talking to Natasha Kozak, Riz herself. I'm so excited for that. And if you've yeah. seen this episode, you know that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Matt's on the cutting edge over here. He's got the whole Halo cast on his side, and like every episode, we're getting the key people to talk to. So make sure you guys are tuning in or listening to these recap shows because it's not just us talking. At the end of our recap, we will be... As Matt said, we'll be talking to Riz herself, and if you're just coming off this episode, you know she's got a lot to say, so let's just uh, get to it. Um, I gotta say, you know, we didn't get to see this as far in advance as everybody else. We're kind of coming into this around the same time, maybe a little early, but we're coming in about the same time as everybody else who's in the viewing audience, and I was really curious where we were going to go from episode four and the kind of crazy battle highlights we got in that episode. And the fact that we kind of just assumed, I guess, because we've been game game of throned into our brains that a battle episode has to be like this big single thing. Whereas, you know, this battle, we were like, Oh, this, Oh, this isn't over. Like this is still ongoing. And so, yeah, this episode had a lot of, I loved how they mixed the kind of the drama and the action because showing you the impact of the loss, some people would be like, you know, they could have this tendency to just, you know, oh, we're still in the thick of it. We got to keep pushing. And then there'd be like an episode six that's all about, you know, taking in the loss. This is kind of like, yeah, our Spartans and the Marines and, and USNC, they, they just gotten their, you know, their heads kicked in. They've taken some major losses and, and the trauma and the battle is is very real. And so once again, I think that like having focused showrunners and like focused story arcs for each character is so valuable because it, it begins to really pay off as these episodes are getting deeper. And so just like this episode complicated just about every character we know in some kind of way, right? <laughs> like even Halsey is just like sitting there and reeling from the loss of, of Jake, of her, you know, her ex-husband of major keys. She's so clearly traumatized in the middle of all this, you know, master chief is, this is the most down bad we've ever seen master chief in halo. Like he's physically incapacitated. He's literally being carried through this episode. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a lot 
to take in. And in the midst of that, we also get the good balance of seeing the larger pieces kind of also moving around the board and even the side characters become very important in this and, and everything has kind of, as we kind of hoped, I feel like coalesce, it kind of converged together so that Soren's concerns are linked with Master Chiefs again and, and you know, the conflict between Soren and Lara, his wife, and all of these things are kind of linked and make sense and none of it feels like the first season and just out on like planet A, planet B, planet C and like we're watching three shows. So I was very grateful of that and I'm very invested in these characters. So like at this point, Matt, how are you feeling? Well, I think you used the right term. I think, I think coalesce is like the perfect way I would describe it because, you know, there's like a early part of the episode, right? Where Soren and, and, uh, Lara leave and you see them in the truck, right? And they leave and like the rest of the group sees them leave. And so they know what they're obviously trying to do. And then, you see them come back and that same group sees them come back and there's a sense of, you know, oh, they, something's not right. Like they didn't, you know, they didn't achieve what they were setting out to do. And uh, I mean, obviously I keep forgetting where, where you can talk spoilers, so it's fine. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to dance around that. I don't know why. Uh, so they're obviously looking for their son. Right. And so because they don't find Kessler when they come back, there's actually like a little, it's just a small moment, but like, there's a sense of like, oh, they didn't find him. And it's because the rest of the group cares and they're invested in them as well. Like they, they really do their, their wants and needs and, and dealing with the trauma. They're kind of doing it as a rather dysfunctional, but still a group, um, you know, Quan's whole, you know, trying to get it through to chief about, you know, Venick and like how to deal with grief and all that stuff. Like that's all tied together. And to this point, it really not even to this point, but especially like in season one, right? Yes, Quan and, and Chief were linked in some ways, but it didn't really feel that way. Uh, it didn't feel like they were in the same circles and dealing with the same things. And here, you know, everyone's kind of in that trench together. Uh, and it really feels like we've developed that group of people. And that's also what makes, you know, uh, the kind of end decision for Riz so impactful because like it feels like you just got this family and now you're losing a, a critical piece uh and it's not gonna you know she's not gonna be jumping on board at least you know for now for the foreseeable future so it all of that really ties together but you don't get that if you don't feel like this group is together and they're just a bunch of subplots that just happen to be in the same space they've managed to make it feel like it's rather organic everyone's here they're just doing the best they can with what they have and they still have a kind of an overarching mission um you know to try and survive and and try and get to the next place but their goals are aligning so it's it was it's an impressive feat and i agree with you too i think this is the best balanced episode i mean we get you know right off the gate i mean it hits the ground running you're in the middle of of everything there's some you know twist along that way and then the stuff that would in season one that would have felt like so like it was filmed in a completely different <laughs> place and not feel tied to anything feels necessary and it feels impactful um you know Quan especially like some of that stuff uh that was done uh with her i just thought like was so well done uh and and halo knows how to creep you out occasionally you know what i mean <laughs> knows how to do that uh in small moments um and i thought the whole kind of vision thing and all that was like supremely well done for her so this episode had a little bit of all of it yeah, I have to go back. Honestly, I have to go back and rewatch it because I feel like it's an episode of Invincible. Like, it was so much that I'm beginning to remember happened in this episode. Like, for each character, like, the, the density of each storyline. Like like you said, I've forgotten about Quan and the Visions because I was just remembering, like, Soren and Lara and then Chief and the whole Vanek arc and that, which also hit home. Like, that was a powerful thing that got to me in Halo because yeah. it could be hard for this show to have emotion and, and just when they finally, when he finally does see his face and, like, you know, all the posturing, all the, you know, theories of, oh, that's not my friend. He's gone and blah, blah, blah. It's just like it hits him like it's a human moment he's he's having like he really feels it. And and that was really well done. Um, I also think it's good, like in this weird way, like the showrunners of season two are doing some very necessary work that season two didn't do. And, and that is very necessary for the kind of the survival of the show, really 
which is we are they are doing and they're doing it in a very good way. We are whittling down characters. We are whittling down the cast to get to the point because this is still a Halo prequel, really. If you're just talking about the first game combat, you know, where we start in the first game, this is still very much a Halo prequel. But what I can see this show doing slowly but surely is getting you to a point where you feel it, like you feel that Master Chief is alone, like, and, and what that means for him, what and why, and when it could be just him and C Cortana again, like going out and doing these larger things on the Halo or being with the Arbiter or doing all the things we know from the games that come, like why, how he got to be here in this place solo and like what that sacrifice meant that he once had a team, a family, but, you know, slowly but surely through this war, it's cost him and he's the guy that just keeps surviving. And as he said, it's just like, I know I'm going to survive, but it ain't that great to be, you know, right. the sole survivor. Like, and it's just going to be him and Cortana against the darkness of the universe. Like that is going to feel like we've earned that journey and we understand. Yes. But it's also a more sustainable show where you just, it is Master Chief and Cortana, a couple key characters in contact with, but, you know, Marines, he encounters along the way or each episode of the week we meet, you know, these other, you know, support players, but I can see us headed there. And, yeah. but it's going to be well-earned. Like you understand by the time we put this guy in armor uh, or a lot, or just him on his own, like we understand how we got there and who our hero is. And, and it, and it carries a lot more, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So. And speaking of those key players, like they come out and say it, right? We get the arbiter. It's official. You know, uh, it's it's they they make that plain and clear. But also you're getting his backstory and you're getting to understand like who that person is. And I thought they also did a I mean, Cortana. Her presence is starting to number one, increase uh, in the show. This is the most screen time she's had this season so far, uh, but also it. You know, she's also kind of developing into her own person apart from Chief, which and and Chief as well. So it makes me excited to see when those two eventually do come together, um, how they will react and contrast to each other. Um, but I I thought they did great work there too. And McKee, right? Like the whole like, look, I'm only as I'm only as valuable to them as you make me. Um, and that like kind of honesty and that brokering of a deal. You know, by by the end, without it being said, like that's all really good stuff to do on that side, which we've always talked about, like the lore side of Halo to me is, you know, I know some people adore it and I get it, but like it's always been the, the part I've never connected to. I just never have. So the fact that we're doing that work and we're making me care about the other side as well uh, is is good. I think that's a big that's a strong win. So when we get to the big stuff that everyone knows, I'll care. And that's. That's the whole been the whole premise of half our conversations about this series and this this franchise of like I want to care about it and I want to care about all the lore and all the entities and all the people in it and the show is you know making me do that and you know we we got to talk about Riz right because that's such a key part to I thought the uh, the moment between her and Chief at the end when he like when he finally breaks that facade finally crumbles a little bit. And he's like, you're all I've got, you know? And it's, and she's like, I know. And like that whole scene, it's like, it's Halo does a lot with small moments. Like they, they make those moments count because it, it's not very long, but they know how to just maximize that impact. And I thought that was a, a key moment there, um, you know, and building off of all of Riz's previous, I mean, those two episodes we talked about uh, in the first half of the season, those two kind of character focused episodes, this doesn't matter if you don't execute those, 
If you don't make Riz and you don't have her whole arc, you don't care about this. And so I thought that was a credit to those episodes as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, are like every one of the kind of Spartans have had like even Vanek, who we got to know probably the least. I mean, yeah. he was still very much a presence in this second season. Um, just his humor kind of like getting to know what he's been like that first conversation in the opening of the premiere, him with the pigeons, like they did just enough so that when he's gone, you're like, Oh man, Vanek's gone. Like, Oh, and like, it is a loss. Like we were just getting to know him and like, it, it's surprising that he's gone because it felt like these Spartans were going to be, we were getting to know them for the, like a longer haul and like, yeah, Riz is out, but uh, there's still one left. Right. And where is she? Kai. <laughs> I can't believe it. Our favorite MVP from season one is now with the ops and leading the ops. So that's going to be interesting because again, like Kai's position has had this kind of one of the most dynamic arcs in this whole show since it began from her, like taking out the chip in season one and us watching her kind of come into her individual personality. And then to this season with her, obviously like being the one who will draw a line with chief and be like, yo, like I'm going to, I'm going to check you. Like, I, I don't know if I agree with you and things like that. It's going to be interesting to see like what happens here and like the whole winter contingency of it all. And what happens when, yeah, this when our you know the human side can't even trust itself. Now this is getting real Game of Thrones, where it's like you can't even trust your own human side, and now you're doing battle with your own side, your own kind of tech plus you know everything that the Covenant is starting to do. Plus, when we ever we get to Halo and the Flood and all this, like this show is going to be pretty crazy in season three, and I uh, I personally can't wait for that. So I hope we get a great season two cliffhanger and then season three gets real wild real quick. But uh, yeah, man, this I'm trying to think about any individual scenes I want to touch on in this one. Um, no, I think we hit them all. Did this one have like a, did this have one of the big like bruiser covenant guys is that if I was at this episode where they had to take him down. That was the, the yeah, that was the opening. <laughs> oh, yeah. <they> <laughs> the the brute. Guy. Yeah, the brute. That, that was obviously i'm still having nightmares about that because yeah those fights in halo are are they're gonna be crazy and have we had i don't think have we had a hunter in this show yet do we have one in season one because i try not to go back and look i don't remember it's very possible we could have i know we haven't had one in season two so no i want to see some hunters show up one. like that's gonna get that's gonna get wicked because those things were trying to kill everybody has nightmares of trying to kill those things in halo games right like trying to take out those hunters but um, yeah, that was that's good stuff. And like the visual effects work this season and stuff has been so much better. Just kind of making these creatures feel like they're in real environments and like coming at you. And as we've said, the Covenant is scary. And even in just a conversation with McKee and the Arbiter, like seeing his jaws click and all that stuff. No. Yeah. Like it's freaky. <laughs> like they, they make the idea of you being a human with these aliens like kind of really scary like freaky it'd be it'd be nuts so uh, i mean just i'm really enjoying it and how much it does feel and to the credit of the show and i don't think people say this enough like they really nail the details of making you feel like you're hearing a familiar halo battle game like the ammo dumps the reloads you know the shield effects on the elites and stuff and how they hit and disappear like it, it it's well done so yeah i think i'd just be going in circles at this point and saying you know hats off to everybody and, and kind of like what they're doing in this season because yeah this is a pretty pretty harrowing episode and pretty entertaining episode and halo's becoming like something i definitely when it's the week and i'm like oh it's halo day like let's go and click it <laughs> over and watch them. between yeah, same. My, like double day but dose of this in like star wars the bad batch right now i'm i'm living good in in terms of like sci-fi soldier stories so doing good all right doing good yeah right. i'm i'm on yeah. i'm on the same same thing with this is the show i look forward to every week i and i i just like it's always at the top of my viewing list whenever it is <laughs> accessible so uh i i did not have that on my on my bingo card when you know this series first started um and so just to see how how far it's come and and what they've been able to do this season is incredibly impressive so uh hoping we we end strong you know what i mean 
You know, I mean, so far, so good. I mean, and it looks like everything we see from right now, I mean, it looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. We know kind of some beats that we're going to get. We need that massive, like, <clears throat> we've seen it in trailers, hey, like Chief, Armor, Cortana, the full package coming back together. We know that we got to take on whatever Ackerson and Kai and, and whatever her team are up to, and that's going to be, like, a, another battle that we get to kind of check out. So it, it's going to be pretty – I mean, we've already got some pretty action-packed things, and there's already emotional payoff. Like, we need to see Chief at least get close to seeing Ackerson and just eye-to-eye again and stuff like that, yeah. you know? And these reunions – We need a Rock gonna, Cody face-off. Yeah, I want to see if Aldi gets a one-up on Ackerson and, and all these things. We've built in enough in this cake that there's already the payoff just waiting to be had. So even if we just – have this end with us just finally reaching halo and and starting that by the end it's going to be a pretty brutal action-packed kind of spin the block last back half of the season to kind of finish things out so i'm excited to see where things go all right you got anything else matt no i think that uh, i think that sums it up really well all right, then I guess without further ado, we are going to be talking to Natasha Kalzak, who is Riz herself. Matt got a chance to speak with her, so check that out. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, Natasha. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, This has been, of course, this uh, will go live uh, after the episode uh, is also live so we can uh, get into some spoilery talk. But I do want to kind of take us um, a couple episodes back. Oh, really? Are you really going to do this? <laughs> yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> That's this. Yes, really? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. okay yes, please move. Oh, come back. <laughs> I just got so we just uh got uh our uh kitty like literally two days ago. And so oh my this God, is you. my you were my first interview uh with the cat in tow, uh Gus. And so Gus is going to make his Gus, oh my Gus, Gus. okay with yeah. you, buddy. I love you, buddy. I was like, um I want to get <laughs> on in the action. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So um the so yes, I want to take us a couple episodes back. Um, you know, it's been quite the uh, it's been quite the story for Riz this season um, because yeah. we really, you know, see what what number one, just what a Spartan in general kind of goes through in there uh, and everyone, the whole team, Silver Team has really had this kind of big arc as far as like becoming you know, more than just soldiers really experiencing life, yeah. what emotions are like, all those things. And we've seen that. And Riz has been kind of you know, uh, Paramount, uh, such a embodiment of that, um, especially, yeah. uh, what's been your favorite, you know, aspect to explore the season, uh, in the character. Cause we've had so many kind of great moments. God, so much. Cause obviously in season one, I think Riz was a bit more of a kind of background character and it's been season two that I've been able to kind of flesh her out. And like you say, see what, what is really going on in a Spartan's brain, I suppose. And for them, at least, you know, in Silver Timeline as well, it's, you know, they had the pellets that got taken out. And so they were able to suddenly feel the gamut of human emotion, which I think, for, you know, is quite a lot to deal with. Um, and so that that was, it's been so layered for me in terms of Riz. There's been a lot that I've loved exploring and that was part of it. It was um, letting her have all these emotions that she'd obviously never been allowed to experience before, experiencing that for the first time, almost like an adolescent or something. And then I, I was kind of picturing her. I developed this like mad, weird backstory in my own head that she was like 
the youngest sibling. <laughs> As a youngest sibling, I was like, I see you, babe. <laughs> Definitely <a> youngest. <laughs> Bring it, bring a little of uh, the the own life uh, into the character there for sure. Yeah, because in season one she says something about not being good enough in this um, the wolf pack training session that they did as a, as a kid. She wasn't as good as everyone else, and I was like, huh, okay. So she really has this kind of need to impress and want to be good, you know, and prove her metal and prove her worth. And I think what's been really amazing in season two is being able to explore that with the injury and, you know, that level of acceptance, I suppose, that she's had to come to of like, I'm, I'm just not good enough anymore, you know, maybe irreversibly so. Um, and so dealing with that has been kind of like quite a joy, I think, as an actor. And then also, obviously, all the guns, learning <laughs> military tactics. <laughs> Yeah, we got all the deep stuff. And then, of course, it's like, no, nah, but it's still awesome to like be able to like whip ass in armor. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. As a, prior to Halo, I'd never even looked at a gun, let alone fired one. So I was like, okay, turns out I love him. <laughs> Which I didn't You're expect. You're start having uh, energy swords, you know, all about laying all about the house. And oh. things, and I understand it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, make me a cup of tea now. <laughs> <laughs> um and that's it's been so it's it's been wonderful to see uh the dynamic between it's so funny that you bring up the the youngest sibling thing because they do this season especially uh have felt like siblings uh it you yeah. know it starts to it's all the you they know each other no one knows each other like they do um and so they're they're really able to get in under each other's skin and also calm each other down in a way that only really you know, siblings or very close uh, friends can. Um, yeah. And, you know, for Riz, especially because this character, there's two episodes, you know, between it was it was kind of the the premiere, uh, which has a lot of big action. And then, of course, Reach, uh, which we'll get to here in a second. But yeah. the two episodes in between are so important for Riz because it's like it opens up this whole other like view of what life can be and of course how that ties full circle to what we'll get to here in a little bit how important were those two episodes for riz as a character and how and what was the experience like for you kind of getting to explore some of that stuff major and that's really the heart i think as well um yeah you know what is it spartan friendships you know like we're saying they're they're kind of like siblings but also having friendships outside of the spartan program you know it's sort of like your siblings are your family, but then you also have a chosen family as well, you know, your mates. And so I think that was probably something that Riz couldn't even consider, you know, and a lot of the Spartans probably can't until it happens. And you're kind of like, oh, this person's just being really nice to me because because they like me, what? <laughs> and so I think that heart of it was massive because it also contributes to Riz's experience of loss and grief. Um, and and losing a, a mate in battle, you know, um, and obviously we we get we experience loads of loss in in during Reach, um, but those two episodes are huge in terms of her exploring friendship and love and acceptance from other people, and and ultimately, um, Lewis telling her that there's more to life than just this. I mean, basically what she'd done, which is dedicate her entire existence to the Spartan program. <laughs> now he's telling her that there's other stuff. <laughs> and and you're right, because that those scenes, um, especially in Reach, you know, pay off in the, you know, uh, <laughs> worst way. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yes, we don't want to lose um, people because it's crushing. But I yeah. can't imagine without all that time spent uh, those scenes take even on more importance and, and you understand the effect um, that has. And that, and that leads us into the battle of reach, right? Because that was such a, what a amazing uh, battle that is uh, we really get to see and, and without armor, no less, right. Uh, just no Spartans <laughs> uh, being, what did you think of that approach? Because I think that surprised a lot of people. And yeah. also it led to some just amazing, you know, choreography and some moments there. What did you think of that kind of whole thing of not fighting in armor? Yeah, it was 
fascinating and a challenge as well, because also, you know, we were so used to fighting in armor. Um, and obviously, you know, the Spartans, we kind of like got used to the Mjolnir armor now by this point, even though it's so unbelievably heavy and restrictive. Um, and so to be able to show that proficiency and that war, that deadliness out of suit, that was definitely something that um, we really wanted to make sure that we could nail. Um, in, and we have this amazing uh, military advisor called Jack who helped us develop, you know, tactics. And, you know, we did like boot camps and spent ages trying to make sure that we were on point with the weapons handling. And um, we just wanted to make sure that we still looked like Spartans, even outside of the, outside of the suit. Um, and try and show that as much as possible, um, that kind of deadliness and focused nature. Um, but yeah, it was exciting. Exciting to try and do that out of armor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I Hi, Natasha. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for yeah. taking the time. Um, yeah. I, this has been, of course, this uh, will go live uh, after the episode uh, is also live so we can uh, get into some spoilery talk. But I do want to kind of take us um, a couple episodes back. Oh, really? Are you really going to do this? <laughs> yes, he is. Okay. <laughs> That's this. Yes, really? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. okay yes, please move. Oh, come back. <laughs> I just got, so we just uh, got uh, our uh, kitty like literally two days ago. And so oh my this God, is you. My, you were my first interview uh, with the cat in tow, uh, Gus. And so Gus is going to make his, Gus, oh my Gus, Gus. Okay, with yeah. you, buddy. I love you, buddy. I was like, um, I want to get one of the action. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, um, the, so yes, I want to take us a couple episodes back. Um, you know, it's been quite the uh, it's been quite the story for Riz this season um, because yeah. we really, you know, see what what number one, just what a Spartan in general kind of goes through in there uh, and everyone, the whole team, Silver Team has really had this kind of big arc as far as like becoming you know, more than just soldiers really experiencing life, yeah. what emotions are like, all those things and we've seen that and Riz has been kind of you know, uh, Paramount, uh, such a embodiment of that, um, especially, yeah. uh, what's been your favorite, you know, aspect to explore the season, uh, in the character. Cause we've had so many kind of great moments. God, so much. Cause obviously in season one, I think Riz was a bit more of a kind of background character and it's been season two that I've been able to kind of flesh her out. And like you say, see what, what is really going on in a Spartan's brain, I suppose. And for them, at least, you know, in Silver Timeline as well, it's, you know, they had the pellets that got taken out. And so they were able to suddenly feel the gamut of human emotion, which I think, you know, is quite a lot to deal with. Um, and so that, that was, it's been so layered for me in terms of Riz. There's been a lot that I've loved exploring and that was part of it. It was, um, letting her have all these emotions that she'd obviously never been allowed to experience before, experiencing that for the first time, almost like an adolescent or something. And then I, I was kind of picturing her. I developed this like mad, weird backstory in my own head that she was like the youngest <laughs> sibling. <laughs> As a youngest sibling, I was like, I see you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely <the> youngest. <laughs> bring it bring a little of uh the the own life uh into the character there for sure <laughs> yeah because in season one she says something about not being good enough in this um the wolf pack 
training session that they did as a, as a kid, she wasn't as good as everyone else. And I was like, huh, okay. So she really has this kind of need to impress and want to be good, you know, and prove her metal and prove her worth. And I think what's been really amazing in season two is being able to explore that with the injury and, you know, that level of acceptance, I suppose, that she's had to come to of like, I'm, I'm just not good enough anymore, you know, maybe irreversibly so. Um, and so dealing with that has been kind of like quite a joy, I think, as an actor. And then also obviously all the guns, learning military <laughs> tactics. <laughs> yeah, we got all the deep stuff. And then of course it's like, no, nah, but it's still awesome to like be able to like whip ass in armor. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a, prior to Halo, I'd never even looked at a gun, let alone fired one. So I was like, okay, turns out I love him. <laughs> Which I didn't expect. Start having uh, energy swords, you know, all about laying all about the house. And oh. things, and I understand it. Yeah, exactly. Like, make me a cup of tea now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's, it's been so, it's, it's been wonderful to see uh, the dynamic between, it's so funny that you bring up the the youngest sibling thing, because they do, this season especially, uh, have felt like siblings. Uh, it, you yeah. know, it starts to, it's all the, you, they know each other, no one knows each other like they do. Um, and so they're, they're really able to get in under each other's skin and also calm each other down in a way that only really, you know, siblings or very close uh, friends can. Um, yeah. And, you know, for Riz, especially because this character, there's two episodes, you know, between it was it was kind of the the premiere, uh, which has a lot of big action. And then, of course, Reach, uh, which we'll get to here in a second. But yeah. the two episodes in between are so important for Riz because it's like it opens up this whole other like view of what life can be. And of course, how that ties full circle to what we'll get to here in a little bit. How important were those two episodes for Riz as a character? And how, and what was the experience like for you kind of getting to explore some of that stuff? Major. And that's really the heart, I think as well. Um, yeah. You know, what is it? Spartan friendships, you know, like we are saying they're they're kind of like siblings, but also having friendships outside of the Spartan program, you know, it's sort of like, your siblings are your family, but then you also have a chosen family as well, you know, your mates. And so I think that was probably something that Riz couldn't even consider, you know, and a lot of the Spartans probably can't until it happens. And you're kind of like, oh, this person's just being really nice to me because because they like me, what? <laughs> and so I think that heart of it was massive because it also contributes to Riz's experience of loss and grief. Um, and and losing a, a mate in battle, you know, um, and obviously we we get we experience loads of loss in in during Reach, um, but those two episodes are huge in terms of her exploring friendship and love and acceptance from other people, and and ultimately, um, Lewis telling her that there's more to life than just this. I mean, basically what she'd done, which is dedicate her entire existence to the Spartan program. <laughs> now he's telling her that there's other stuff. And and you're right, because that those scenes, um, especially in Reach, you know, pay off in the, you know, uh, worst way. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yes, we don't want to lose um, people because it's crushing. But I yeah. can't imagine without all that time spent uh, those scenes take even on more importance and, and you understand the effect um, that has. And that, and that leads us into the battle of reach, right? Because that was such a, what a amazing uh, battle that is uh, we really get to see and, and without armor, no less, right. Uh, just no Spartans less. <laughs> uh, being, a, what did you think of that approach? Because I think that surprised a lot of people. And yeah. also it led to some just amazing, you know, choreography and some moments there. What did you think of that kind of whole thing of not fighting in armor? Yeah, it was fascinating and a challenge as well, because also, you know, we were so used to fighting in armor. Um, and obviously, you know, the Spartans, we kind of like got used to the Mjolnir armor now by this point, even though it's so unbelievably heavy and restrictive. Um, and so to be able to show that proficiency and that war, that deadliness out of suit, 
that was definitely something that um, we really wanted to make sure that we could nail. Um, in, and we had this amazing uh, military advisor called Jack who helped us develop, you know, tactics. And, you know, we did like boot camps and spent ages trying to make sure that we were on point with the weapons handling. And um, we just wanted to make sure that we still looked like Spartans, even outside of the outside of the suit. Um, and try and show that as much as possible. Um, that kind of deadliness and focused nature. Um, but yeah, it was exciting. Exciting to try and do that out of armor. Well, and then of course that leads us to, uh, you know, episode five uh, and things pick up literally seconds uh after after four uh and that was you know one of the surprising aspects as well that you know the battle of reach and everything it wasn't just this kind of one episode encapsulated thing um number one it carries over and two the effects of it on the team and everything will carry over seemingly uh throughout the rest of the season uh and we see that reflected in decisions and riz makes a decision to go back uh our boy vanek uh, you know, R.I.P. Uh, such a, a, a love, love, man. It was so sad to see that happen. But <laughs> that's why it made me, you know, it throw out all, um, you know, safety and and logic. Right? I was like, no, you go get him. You get, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Get go wholeheartedly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. What is what leads to that decision? Because you know, there are points that you know John makes later of you know of like you know that's so like. We don't do that, you know, and all these things. But like, yeah, what leads yeah. Riz to go do that? Yeah, exactly. I don't think it doesn't really make sort of tactical sense, does it, to just go back into the fight, into the melee? I think she'd got to a point with so much loss that she just didn't want to leave him there, and that there was a way that getting him back could somehow contribute to making amends, at, you know, for losing Lewis and Danilo as well, and so much loss and then losing Vanek on top of it was just so heartbreaking, I think, for the team and for her, for John. And I just think she just couldn't couldn't leave him, you know? They're, they're brothers in arms, brothers, sisters in arms, you know? You, you don't want to leave one of your own. And I just think at that point, I'm not sure necessarily if she was completely thinking straight. I think she was probably, yeah, operating on pure emotion at that point. And adrenaline, and understandable. You know what I mean. Uh, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot happening. Uh, and, yeah. I, and I also got to give props, right? It's not like you didn't even get hit until the very, <laughs> until the very <laughs> end. So, you know, props. If I had been running in there, I'd have got to hit like as soon as I left the, you know, the, the ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's not happening. Now you got to go without me. You know. Um, the, yeah, but you know, oh, that damn leads, it. <laughs> uh, that leads to. You know, uh, uh, it's like Riz has already been through so much, uh, you know, even just physically, you know, it's, it's like it was all, you know, she, she was already recuperating from one kind of injury. Uh, and we saw yeah. her overcome that in the season and, and get there. And then it's like, oh, man, you know, it's yeah. it's kind of here. And and you really think, though, at no point did I it was always like, oh, no, she'll get there. Like it, you, because you've already seen it. You've already seen like the will of that character. And no matter what Halsey says in, yeah. in front, it doesn't deter that. I think that's a credit to yeah. the work of the character this season. But then the character makes a surprising, but then also not really surprising decision. Yeah. Well, you know, what did you think of of that decision for her to to stay uh, and not go? And And what do you felt like was the biggest what led to that most, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting because I do think, like you say, she was just so focused and so resilient for so long. And that was kind of like the, the main characteristics of Riz, right? Just so like just tunnel vision of just da -da -da -da, get the job done. And that's kind of what I wanted to have for Reach as well for Riz was just this complete unfazed by what was going on, even by her own injuries. You know, they were kind of killing her. But the original injury was kind of, killing her but she couldn't you don't have time to think about that in the midst of battle so you just got to keep going and then I think she just mined so much adrenaline 
there to get her to Vanek and back again. And then with the second injury, finally had time to just stop and maybe have a bit of peace there. And then just kind of realized, I think she must've just come to a realization that I have given you everything. I've dedicated my entire life to this. And I'm no, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I am, you know, is a Spartan always a Spartan? And I think, yeah, it was definitely fascinating kind of going into that. I wanted to, her to get to such a point where she was grafting and grafting and pushing so much, but everyone has a limit, I guess, you know, how far do you go until you just go, I can't do this anymore physically and emotionally. And um, I guess that's when she sees Halsey's face <laughs> and then just thinks, I'm out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the thing. That was the, the thing. It's like, oh, we're not doing this again. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I got a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. um, it's, it's really something because I you and it's so funny that you bring up the you know going back to the sibling thing because there is a big brother, little sister relationship yeah. that you really get to see a lot in this particular episode between Riz and chief and especially in the end uh you know it we've been like chipping away at you know the the soldier kind of haze for john throughout this season uh and i feel like here is actually probably one of the biggest breakthroughs and it's and it's riz that draws that out of him it's it's that you know i you're all i have left that line like oh my god you know and it's like i know like that was fantastic (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because, yeah, having just lost another one and now he's losing a second. And what does that mean for him going forward, you know, and our fire team, silver team, what does that mean? for You know, it's not ever going to be the same again. And dealing with the repercussions of that, you know, and I think you do. Yeah, you're right. There's that kind of real deep sibling kind of respect and love there. But and yeah, he also he's got to be happy for right. That's it. That's exactly, yeah, that respect of going like, I don't want you to make this decision, but I want you to be happy. And I, you know, and then and she, I think, feels similarly, you know, you need to do what you need to do and I need to do what I need to do. And I love you, but like, this is it, you know, and they've got, both gone through so much. Everyone has gone through so much. And I guess they're just handling it in their own various different ways. And, and I think we're already making friends. Chris is making buddies left, right, and center. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't know, joining some kind of commune or something. She's going to be like learning how to crochet, doing yoga, like <laughs> rehabilitating. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to come back and there's going to be like a bunch of sweaters. Like John's gonna come back. Yeah. <laughs> Army of sweaters. She's gonna have made like crocheted sweater armor. You know what I mean? It's like I couldn't leave it yeah. all behind. And I'll be selling it. I'll have like a little stool. We'll have this little stool that she sells the memorabilia. Does the Halo universe have Etsy? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I yeah. I know we have to uh, uh let you go here, but I I sincerely appreciate the time. One quick one, uh, because yeah, sure. you know, obviously we don't. It's 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 that thing of like being torn. You seeing someone happy, uh, and you yeah. want them to live your life, but then of course there's this giant war that's happening. Uh, things don't look especially great. Not necessarily for you know the you know Oni and all these people because they seem to be just fine. They just like left everybody to <laughs> die, you know. But like this core group is kind of on their heels. Any chance, you know, any chance we see Riz back in action at some point? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. It's going to be something. <laughs> and it's going to be crocheted armor, though, this time. It's so going to be crocheted yeah. armor. It's going to be drumming and singing. It's going to be, yeah, she's <laughs> doing nails. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, this question, is a, is a Spartan always a Spartan, you know? I think that'll be kind of interesting to see going forward. Um, Absolutely. Well, uh, I cannot uh, wait to see how the rest of the season plays out. Uh, And, you know, kudos on a a great season so far. Uh, I've, I've truly enjoyed it and all the best success. 
Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, yeah. And uh, hope to see, hope to, fingers crossed over here. Uh, <laughs> you know, we get to, we get to just at least drop in on and see what Riz is up to before the end of this season. See how many jumpers uh, she's made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We got to see, got to get an update and we'll get the Etsy store link at some point. I'm sure it'll happen. Oh, no, we'll get, uh, yeah, we'll thank, definitely, yeah. We'll <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> oh, take care. Right, we want to thank Natasha Kolzak for joining us here on Comic Book Nation's Quick Save. Her work in Halo as Riz has been phenomenal, and you never know. So keep your eyes peeled because you never know when you might need a good Spartan. I mean, Louie did things blind, right? So, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, right. I'm, I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling for like you know just just that one like last reinforcement, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping we get we get that by the by the end. We want the OGs and the Calvary. That's a perfect <laughs> place to leave off with our Halo Season 2 Episode 5 recap. I am Kofi Outlaw. That's my buddy Matt Aguilar. We are Comic Book Nation. And if you are just getting into our podcast, we got a whole network and feeds galore of good content about all things geek culture. You can find us every Friday live on the main Comic Book Nation show where we cover all things geek culture. You can find Matt every Wednesday on the pull list, pulling the biggest things in comics and letting you guys know about it. We also have another regular quick save segment every Thursday where our gaming team breaks down the biggest things happening in the gaming industry that week. We've just launched Anime Initiative every Tuesday where the anime team breaks down the biggest news, reviews the biggest anime manga happenings, it's we're going everywhere if you want to go over to the other feeds we also have for all you marvel heads phase zero the marvel focus podcast and for all you trying to catch them all people out there a wild pokemon has appeared and if you are just getting into the percy jackson and the olympians disney plus show we also have riptide radio on our comic book nation feeds check that out as well all right, I think I plugged everything. Matt, thank you for joining me. Can't wait for Halo episode six. So everybody stay tuned. Watch Halo every week on Paramount+. Plus. I'm Kofi Outlaw, Matt Aguilar, and we are out of here. Peace.